Yes. What you mean? What you mean before we start? What you mean what I mean? What you mean before we start? Yo, Bowser, put it. Shots on me. Thank you, baby. All right, that's it. Yo, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to the last time we can match. That's all right. I still got a drive. Strip club for like. I can't wait till the last season of Power come on. You know Power's having a spinoff though, right? I know what I heard with Kanan. Pretty cool. Oh, what you call it? Tariq is getting his own drink. Where? Yep. Yo, I ain't gonna throw oh, I don't think I should have said that shit. Yeah, that, was, that was a retarded mistake. Oh, spoiler alert for all the listeners. Hey, yo, welcome to another episode of Rose Above It Podcast. Hey. Man, what's going on, y'all? Oh, where we got I thought that, that right I'll here. take that. It wasn't for me, it was for her, but I thought that. I'll take it, though. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah let's I'll take it, put it in my pocket. Put that picture, comment on Instagram. Anyway, he's, right. he's, a, he's taking that one. He's taking that one. Yo, nah, you, you know me in the community. Yeah, How you know, feel about everybody me? who walked by, watch everybody walk by. That's why she wanted the window seat. They're going to be waving. They're like, yo, I slid in your DM. I know you saw that. It usually, it usually don't be like that though. It'd be like, yo, Philly, when you're coming back to my school, we want you to come back and come teach us something. So that's usually what it'd be about. They want you to teach, but don't know what it is, but we want to learn something more. Don't, don't, like, don't act like kids don't be paying like attention. Like, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was in fourth grade, I was like, uh, look at my teacher. Now, some of the boys do be reckless. Or, Them little boys do be reckless. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard some side comments, like All walking right. around the classroom, yo, she got a fat ass. But I want to say that's different though. Because when I was in school, teacher wasn't that bad. Well, you know it's crazy. And I was like, kids like, oh, this teacher grew up this time. I'm like, where was it grew up this when I was in school? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like, I probably been a doctor if I had that type of attention in they, school. They wasn't doing that. <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy though? I heard that like a teacher, like one of my friends is a teacher, and she was like one, like the boys be telling her, and mind you, they in like fourth, third grade. And they be like, yo, SMD, SMD. I was like, yo, I can't do They reckless. I was like, yo, what? They First of all, we grew up when TV was not on like that. Like, we had dial-up internet. We didn't have... We didn't, <laughs> the cable wasn't that crazy. We had, like, what was it, celebrity wrestling? Celebrity deathmatch? Yo. That was the raw that really got yo, on yo, TV. Yo, it's crazy. Yeah, TV, TV was crazy. Y'all know, I remember the Howard Stern show, you have to look at the pixels to see the boobs. you like, yo, you got to oh, imagine shit. what the boobs no, look like. No, the best nah. is back in the Freaking after 11 o'clock, the whatever the, the channel was you hit last, you have Cartoon Network on. Oh. And you have the, you don't even see nothing going, you see rubbing. Yo. CT <laughs> Uncut. See that? Yeah. like, yo, R. got a new video. The younger generation don't know the struggle, man. They got it good. They on their phone, easy. Easy access to whatever they want to see, yo. Easy access. Shit, we ain't, we been in this podcast for a little bit of time. We ain't talking about nothing. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Rose Above It. I'm T Rose. Yeah, what's up? I'm Philly. It's your boy Lau. Yo, we got a special guest in the building. We got writer, director, ex photographer, my man. I am June. <laughs> All that. June Moore, baby. What's up, Moore in the building. June was good, baby, man. Thanks for coming, man. Thanks for having me, man. Yo, of course, man. Yo, so. Tell you about who Juno Moore is, man. Man, that's a long story. And my man, my <laughs> man just looking at me behind the camera like, don't fuck up. But anyway, Juno Moore basically is a kid that always had creativity. So it was like writing. Like, there's been so many things I've done that no one really knows about. Mm-hmm. Books that are filled up, books that are still in my little black box I keep that has a key on it because I don't want no one taking nothing I write. Mm-hmm. Posting notes, writing for other people, writing other people's songs. I ain't going to mention their name. But just doing a lot of stuff that <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> but just doing a lot of stuff people wouldn't be expecting from me. Yeah. So I've always been the one to change the tides of how people. But think why? About why it. do you say that people wouldn't expect it from you? Because I was the athlete, like literally high school. I was like the football, basketball person. When my father died, I stopped playing, and people were like, "Why? Why would you stop playing?" I'm like, 
I ain't want it no more. So now me writing, because I was always writing before my father died. My father was an inventor, so he always showed me a ways of creativity. So I always be writing. I just never talked about it. I was always good in English class, history, essays, stuff like that. So no one never knew I was that creative when it came to writing. So when I said, I'm, this is what I want to do, people was like, eh, we don't know. We'll see how that goes. Um, like A lot of people just counted me out, especially family members. So when I started doing it, and now that's starting to pay off, people are like, hey, what's up, nephew? Oh, now I'm nephew. So, <laughs> who actually like, supported you? Like, who actually my was mother, like... My manager Gary, my big brother Knuckles. Shout out to Gary um, and Knuckles in the building. Right. Like my mom really had a lot of faith. My dad had faith in me too. My dad like invented some things people really wouldn't know he invented unless you actually seen the patents. Like um you ever seen the stationary rocking horse little girls used to ride back in the nineties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My father invented the first original one in nineteen eighty one called Bibbity Wonder Horse. It was like a black stallion. But my dad was a business minder like how I was. So when he invented the horse, he never knew he had to renew a patent after like I think ten or eleven years. KB Toys bought it on the 11th year and turned it into the Wonder Horse, which is a white stallion. So every most of the young girls were riding the white one. My dad invented the black stallion called Bibby the Wonder Horse. Ain't that ain't that ain't that some shit? Because that's it's, some shit. No, nah, it's funny though because it's, it's, that's how it is. Even like with the white Barbie doll, the white Barbie doll sells more, sells more than the black. But the black girl don't get no commercial. <laughs> you haven't no seen no black barber commercial. You didn't hear Nicki Minaj or Cardi B with a black Barbie doll walking across the table. So it's a white Barbie. And that's why they have Juku Barbie. And it's, it's crazy because I, I, I was watching. I was watching a documentary about Tesla, and um, talking about how Tesla was the one that was doing the um, the electricity, and that Benjamin Franklin took all of the credit for all of that. And it's it's really because um, Tesla wasn't a businessman. So he had all of the knowledge, and he, he he was the one that did everything. But Benjamin Franklin gets all of the credit versus yeah. Tesla, and and that's just so crazy. That's wild. So he looked like half them back then were nothing but scammers anyway. They just knew how to talk the right way and knew the exactly, right amount exactly, of white exactly. people to get away with. So how was yo? Just not to make the 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 environment Do sound, but how um. Like how did the the death of your father impact you on being a, a artist, man? Like I on, think. On, uh, this way, out of all the interviews, no one ever asked me that type of question. Yeah. But um, I think in a way it helped me because like when I was when my father was around, I was like mostly he said yo be better than me in sports, go to school. But like he not, like his death tested me as a man. So it was like hmm. once he died, family members kind of split. Hmm. It was just me and my mother. I helped pay for my father's funeral. Like, I remember the day I went to where I live in Greenwood is like the men's warehouse on the corner. And I went there and got fitted for a suit, but that was the suit my, my last suit my father was going to wear. Because, mm-hmm. like, literally, I was like, you know, if you go out, you'll go out with something nice. So I had, like, a whole suit tailored. But literally, like, once the hole was filled, it was like, it literally showed me, like, all right, what's, what am I really going to do? Because, like, football is what I love. Basketball is what I love. I'm good at it. I can gamble on it. But I knew my riding can really give me more than what because like football I see so many guys get hurt I know half the drug dealers I know on my block were great football players at one point mm-hmm. but they don't got nothing to show for mm-hmm. it so I'm like you know I'm going to take what I know I'm great at and I know someone will pay top dollar for it eventually mm-hmm. so it was like okay. starting out writing music videos one of my boys <laughs> named Petty his fiance now when they got into it in high school he's like yo I messed up I think he cheated I don't know what he did <laughs> but uh, oh. like, like I need to do something I wrote a love letter for her and I told him to rewrite it and give it to her so we were just clowning about it and I was on the phone and I didn't know she was nowhere around and then she figured out that it really wasn't him that wrote it because the handwriting yeah so like I said yo but, 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 but it was funny though because like, yo, me and him wrote it together and I know he had been like he, he talked to me they still get married now but it's just kind of funny because like literally me writing almost anything I wrote 
you wouldn't know it was me that wrote it unless I told you. So it's like yeah. it literally makes your mind like imagine something, takes you somewhere else, makes you laugh, makes you cry. And that's why like every show I write, film I put together, it's like you wouldn't know it's my type of film, like kinda like Tyler Perry. You know a Tyler Perry movie when you see a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, yeah facts. You know a Tarantino movie when you see a Tarantino movie. Like, literally, I could put out a movie and don't put my name on it or a show, and you were like, damn, that shit's different. And then you would never know that it'll be under one of my bodies of work. Mm. So what do you write? Um, so I write everything. I just um, finished up the last few, like last chapter of my book. I don't have a release date. I'm talking with different um, publishers about the book. I write. Um, I had a meeting with Bravo for a TV show. Can you, wait, before you go fast the book, can you, can you put the title up? I was going to be called Now or Next. Now, now or Next. Now or Next. Yeah, that's also the name of my company called Now or Next. Now that's what it's So that's literally okay. shows like if now. it's now or next, like now or the next project. But literally everything I write, because there's some things I'm pushing now that I wrote years ago. I wrote stuff like, I, I remember I wrote my biggest projects. At the hospital when I found out my father died, I have I have like so much stuff in the woodworks. I'm trying to like be the Tupac of movies in a way, but so I don't want to die too soon. So I, <laughs> I I talk poetry. Do you do you write poetry? Um, but that's something you have in if the. If it's in the DM, yeah. maybe I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, nah, I like William Shakespeare. Nah, like, um, when it comes to the DMs, you heard. Like, I'm, I'm like sometimes a lot of what I write has rhyming to it, but I never really wrote poetry to write poetry. I tried rapping, but it really wasn't for me. So like, poetry's not about not about rhyming. So maybe I don't know. I, I, I would say do spoke word, but I never did it in public. Like we talk I, about I, it. Yeah, we, we'll talk about it, but I never really. I put effort. I, I'll write something that's romantic or something that's different, and I'll keep it because sometimes, like in one of the uh, scripts I wrote, is a monologue that's really a sonnet that okay. I wrote, and it was I like see. it was just something different that like you you don't see nothing like that in a film, and it, and it fit the situation I wrote it for. So I I can write it. I just never really put much cool. focus into it. But I wouldn't mind doing like a book of poems or something like to be honest, I would call it like proper DM etiquette. That's all. Proper DM etiquette. Like the picture. I liked her eyes. No, nah, let me say. <laughs> <laughs> since we are here, I forgot. Shout out Blue Door. We do spoken word every last Friday of the month. We just gotta say that yes. since we brought up spoken it, word. Well, okay, so it's not. It's an open stage, so it welcomes all forms of expression. June, so like, come through. Uh, monologue. Uh, one one person shows. Um, singing, rapping, music. And if something just is on your mind, just come and share it with um, the group that's here. So yeah, shout out to Blue Door. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Express Yourself. So you should come through. Express Yourself. Yeah. So we're yeah. gonna say that. Great, yo, bro. Like in black people. Man, that was end of one of the top songs in my book. Oh, that, that's a, that's that cookout music. That's right. gonna extra cookout music. Okay, wait. So you've been so talking about to- baby. Oh, God, go, go. You be cutting me off. My bad. This is season two, and we doing things differently. Light skin two. Don't so it's, wo- it's, it's woman in power now, right? <laughs> Twenty years ago, woman Hello. in power. You right? Talk you got it. Thing. Thank you. Um, so we've been talking a lot about you writing, but um, you you've done photography. That was what. Yeah. That's your first love, second love. Where does that um, stand? Are you still doing that? My photography and writing goes hand in hand because, like, if you can see, because like there's like a lot of photographers. Everyone does photography as a hustle at some yep. point. But it depends if you can take the right picture at the right time. Some people can take a thousand photos and might not even have that one photo. So usually the way I write my scripts is like, okay, what is something that would hit you in the head when you first see it that will either leave you stunned at the end or make you think or make you cry? So I try to take at least, I'll take maybe in a Photoshop, I might take 10 photos and maybe three are the top ones out of that 10. But when you see it, like, damn, I like how he did that. And there's not, nothing I Photoshop. Literally, I just capture the essence of the photo right there. Then I might Photoshop the colors, but the actual person's expression would be simple. So that complements how I write. So it was like, 
if you can visually see a picture, you can visually see words. So you have mentioned like before we started recording that you haven't picked up a camera or something since Obama. No, so, I'll, like, what I'll be a funny. Like literally, I took my gear off photography and just basically drilled into my rank because I was okay. booking so much. It was to the point like it's not like I didn't like it. It's just like the fact like some of the pictures I was getting booked from like it's kind of tedious. And some photographers like oh, I love shooting at aces. Like I can shoot ass. Like literally, it's like okay, I like doing artistic photos and stuff like that. And I was getting booked. Non-stop, so I was eventually hired another photographer. I was giving him a lot of the work, and I just took breaks from myself. I'm like, uh, I like it, but it's not like my first love. Like I'll always have a camera go outside, take photos, and like little things like kids in the swings, birds, or just have fun with it. Yeah, that's an important message. Like following your passion. Mm-hmm. Like that's good. Like even Thank for this um, film we'll be working I'm doing the fo- I asked to do the photos For the um, still photography So basically I'll be doing The movie poster and all that So that's just like Another check But it's also something I like doing So it's like I get the action shots Of the actual film That's a question Question um, I heard you've given away A free baby shower Like I did that Where was you at? <laughs> <laughs> what, two years ago? <laughs> yeah, last year. Where was you at last year, October? <laughs> well, well, I just want to do something different to wild people. And, and uh, to be honest, um, Baby Shot didn't even really come through like I wanted. Like, I got mm-hmm. the vendors everything together, but mm-hmm. just some things didn't coincide to make it actually happen. But the way my father raised me is like, if you get, because this is before the movie thing even happened. So basically, I was working a corporate job. I was making decent money doing photography. I'm like, you know what? It's time to give back. Cause a lot of my biggest money I'll get was from maternity photos, maternity photo shoots, mm-hmm. newborn photos, and I'll have the occasional dancers, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, music videos. So I'm like, let's do something. Like, what's something no one really does? Like, that's really worth something. So a baby shower is usually the top thing in a woman's category when they have a kid. How do you how do you get that? How you put that together? Um, I see a lot of vendors at these um, baby showers I do. So I got a cake vendor, venues. Um, what else? Because I know like, usually at the baby shower, I was like, yo, you have good music. You got some I had good the DJs food. in hand. I had an MC. Yeah. I had the, um, I think I had the hotel over on, um, in Hawthorne, the um, Marriott. The Marriott in Hawthorne. Yeah, the yeah, big the dance hall. Like, I'm just good with making relationships and also my manager. He's good with talking, know how to mm-hmm. negotiate and find the right people. So that's how that So happened. was the baby shower like in a, was it in a hotel or was it like? It was going to be in the hotel. Okay. But like I said, me and the, um, I think the um, the woman had complications, so yeah, we never yeah. even had to be so, 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 so like it was like little things were planned, yeah, yeah. but it just never went through. But yeah, yeah. it's something like it's, I learned from it because like even the feedback I was getting because basically I didn't have no choice of who picked. I said like if you think your friend, sister, anyone that deserves a baby shower, send in the email. Why? And I had my mother. I had some of my friends. They just looked at the emails and they just picked that. Like they said, yo, I found like this one. Then eventually they voted on one, and that's how I found who the mother. Like with that, with that, um, how. How did you like, so say if like you was like, yo, I'm giving away a free baby shower. Was there a budget or was it like you kind of did it like, yo, you, I'm going to give you a free baby shower, but it's like the way I kind of would argue. No, it's basically like, like, input. I asked her what you, like, what did they want? Like she picked out the, um, the colors, the theme. Like literally, like I just had, the only thing I really had in place was the location. Everything okay. else was basically at her discretion. So like That's the fine. decorator, like y'all, like she had like a goodie bags of little liquor nips for the parents. Okay, I'm mm. like, y'all trying to get more people pregnant, but that's... And you you, <laughs> you were doing this while you were doing photography, right? Yeah, I was, so, doing, I was doing photography. I was working a corporate job. So tell, just to just to give, you know, show these other young boys, these photographers who's high, who their visions of uh, photographers is to come up. So what was a photo shoot experience like you? Uh, what was a photo shoot experience with you like? Was with me? Um, yeah. I do like convos. I have music. Uh, sometimes I have my boy Knuckles. He has like his own hookah service, like catering hookahs. So like mm. have him come with the hookahs. My guy. That's my type of man. Yo, uh, Knuckles, we going to talk yo, after this. I need some headshots. <laughs> okay. I need some headshots. And um, Pause. I lost my shot. <laughs> 
I was trying to go to work. I tried like all I heard was Jill Scott. All I heard was Jill Scott to come out like don't don't take a smile, don't do that. Big facts. And I was in my head. I'm like I'm like I'm like poetry. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna say it out loud. I'm waiting for it. I'm like I 100% set myself up. And she slowed down with it. I'm like, well, just just ask the next question. Please just ask the next question. Um, <laughs> um, my boy, like my manager Gary, he's like a he used to be a barber in college. So I remember one day it was a girl that came from Fosha. Ladies, if you come from Fosha, at least have mustache, wax, hair, like eyebrows done. My boy had to literally do a girl's eyebrows before the Fosha. I'm like, bro, you need edge of edge of the And he literally did it. Like we called him, uh, what was it, Carlito? Francis. Francis. That's it. Francis. Francis. Carlito. Like he was wearing Victoria's Secret. He had like a tight button up. Like he came to do her eyebrows. At this shoot, I'm like, bro, I need a favor. Can you do this? I'm not trying to Photoshop her eyebrows to look like a Nike check, like everybody else. Is. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, just music, cool vibes. Like, I was shooting out of a photo studio mm-hmm. in Mount Vernon, so like, I had the bad jobs, the lighting, music. Just like, like, the more that you're comfortable in yourself, the better a photo can come. You can tell if a female's uncomfortable with a certain yeah, photographer. Some photographer is like, oh wait, I think your butt needs a more baby oil. And like, I'm like, yeah, but I say, is, like, it, is, is it a tough line for being professional, like, or professional or nice to being a creep? Like, is that like a thin line that's like? I'm the type of, like me. I like um. I don't bring my personal into a photo because some like, like, oh yeah, I think you should do this, take that. Like, I'm like, what do you feel comfortable with? What do you want these photos for? And it's to the point, I even had the baby oil and the spray bottle. Like, I don't got to touch you now. I was like, literally, go like that. Yeah, like, you rub it in yourself. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah, doing all that. But yeah. it's like, because sometimes, like, there's a lot of photographers out here that be messing with the people they do photos for. And to be honest, that also messes with your brand in a way. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I had models that were actually signed to me, so I was getting them like, um, cold, like clothing line photo shoots like they do photo clothing line eyebrows like, well eyelashes hair and all that stuff and no model I ever worked with ever can ever say I've been with them because like literally it's a thing like you have to separate business and personal yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you always yeah, you always kept it but you also did say um Earlier about Bravo, you said that mm-hmm. you before I cut you off, before I so rudely cut you off. You said that you were in conversations with Bravo. <laughs> so what is what was that about, Mr. Director? <laughs> what was that about? To me, that wasn't even directing because literally I write and direct. The Bravo meeting was for a reality show because I have connections with some um, celebrities' children that actually are good acts, like Brian McKnight's son, mm-hmm. um, Albie Shore's son, Grandmaster Flash's daughter, and basically I came up with the idea for a show and they actually liked it. So I'm actually talking with Bravo and also trying to see. If if Netflix is interested in that as well mm-hmm. it's basically a reality show we call it Legacy me and my second mother Ann McDermott shout out Ann um, we compiled that idea like she gave me the idea of it and I just wrote it out to make it more appealing and mm-hmm. we presented the problem and they liked it but they're just waiting to see because with TV shows what I didn't know is everything's about quarterly budgets and everything so basically I presented it to them I think in early September so they're waiting until the new year for the new budget from all new shows and then they go basically sit down with us and see if they really want to pick it up but mm-hmm. I think it's a dose show that, that'll be interesting what's the process with your writing like um cause I'm a writer as well like do you ever like you know experience writer's block when you're writing something or like if you do encounter writer's block how do you handle it um to be honest, I'll like I have so many ideas. Like I have like a wall in my room that has nothing but posters, mm-hmm. and I'll have a, I'll take one down because that's what I'm working on, and I will write and I will put it back up if I stop. So sometimes I might just jump to the next thing, and then once I'm writing the next thing, it might bounce back, or I might see something or hear something that's interesting that I might can feed off of it. So I don't really consider writer's block. I just say writer's option. Mm-hmm. Writer's option. Because nice. like I'll like really just jump to the next thing. Yeah, and I feel right like back. sometimes as writers, like we want to try and. 
and finish a project or like we feel like you know we we doing this project a disservice if we jump to the next one but everything's a revision too because it's like the scripts I wrote that are not done until like I might be if I did a music video I might write something have the whole music video done and I might see something different like the freaking artist would come in with like a, a spring ankle so he's limping I might can use that <laughs> in some way so nothing's ever really finished when it comes to writing so literally I can scrap a whole like a whole scene and go back like for example this other film I'm working on it's this young lady that did a song I heard yeah I said, yeah, that's that's Rose above it. You know, this is right. We smacking y'all. Regular, right in the square. Yep. Where things happen. But um. So you work on a lot of different things at the same time. So you're always working. I'm always in demand, basically. If someone wants me to write, that's a good problem to have. It's stressful. That's a good problem. So it's like. So it's like all your free time, like let's say if you're not, like do you have do you have a day job or this is like 100%? This is my full-time job. That's that is what's up. Oh my gosh. I, when, I can lie. When I left my corporate job, I walked out there like a whole boss. Like no one knew I had, I had tattoos or nothing. I walked in there with a tank top. Like yo, this is my two-week study. I put my notes. I went and got my hand tatted. Like I was just, I'm already tatted up, but then no, I was tatted. I'm like, I know that person in HO is looking at you like. You know what the joke <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is this? Like, who, who I wore you? a suit almost for like two and a half years. Like, no one really saw like the sleeves came to here. I didn't have no hand tattoo. Man, I was like, man, this is over. June like, gave a Waffle House resignation. Like, no, it's over. He worked for it. Do your passion full time is like. Amazing. It does, I know it doesn't even feel like work. That's amazing. It's yeah, not supposed it. to feel like work. I like that's watching amazing. it. That's, that's where the payoff is. Like, if you write something and actually like you see someone actually doing what you wrote or like you see it come to fruition after you've done it, like that's really the payoff. That must be amazing, like to write a movie or something and see everybody. I, say, I was just about to say, you got a film coming out. Yeah, I'm working on this film called Hot Steppers. Like they're doing a the pre-production now. Hot Steppers. I, Hot Steppers. Basically, it's if you took James Bond meets Shotters, because half the Shotters cast is casted for this movie that like, they have. Hi. Um, Wayne. They have Brooke Shots. They got Mad Max. They have um um. Mustafa Shakur, uh, he played Bushmaster and Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Oh. They have um, Malik Yoba. He played um, he played on the Designated Survivor or like um, Cool Runners as Yul Brenner. Wow, um, I'm girl, an island the girl, girl from so um, I'm with that. Yeah, the, the, uh, the wife from Marlin. Mm-hmm. They said they're they're talking about casting Duchess from Black Ink. I'm not sure how that's gonna work, but so now uh, where where do we I'm find this film? Stuff. Is it gonna be like Netflix no, or this HBO is coming out new, or like oh? oh. This is going to Simba. Did his name too. You go to Richard. Yeah. 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 No, please don't bootleg my shit if you don't want me to. You <laughs> buy a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm trying to do is the film they they projecting it. Hopefully, it comes out August of 2019. What I want is I'll fly back to New York and I'll buy out a theater for everyone to see it, like in my hometown. That's, oh, what, that's, what, fine. that's what I was gonna say. Oh, I'm, I'm, here for gonna, I'm there. I'm here for it. I was gonna ask you, like, um, Rose Above, it needs to be like part of like the pre, like when you do the like premiere? that premiere, like the yeah, the, the screening. Because I, I think they want to do. I was trying like, to be part of the screening. All right, because I know they do two locations sure, for basically. premieres. I think they're gonna do New York and LA possibly, but I know majority of the cast is from New York, so I think they are gonna do Radio City. But I want to do something in West. Just as a thank yeah. you. Even though I know people are like, I'm gonna go. I don't so like that. So what do you think you're gonna do? You gonna do it like an iPic or like Alamo or like? First of all, people be coming too hungry for iPic. I don't know if I'm gonna get <laughs> iPic. 
Green Bubble. Like I might do the what you call the um. Ridgeville. I might do Ridgeville. Greenberg. Greenberg will be shut down by the time the movie coming out. They they closing Greenberg down. After New Year's. That's wild. Greenberg is right my budget though. What are they gonna say? I thought I say Greenberg. To be honest though, I think it would be dope if they have another theater company bought it. Right, because then if that is. Or that'll be a nice club. That only right. That'll be a bomb. A club. You don't got paper parking. Greenberg, you think they'll do that? Derry put a Tesla and Maserati in Greenberg, so I don't see why not. Okay. Tesla and Maserati is right down Terrytown Road. I'm like, who is paying for these in this area? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know where um where Sleepies and um the, what's the woman's story used to be over on Terrytown Road? Um, uh, there was Sleepies. Yeah, a lot of things there. They used to be a Lane Bryant. That big there. that big building, Lane Bryant. That's where be Tesla's oh, building. The whole thing right there, that's about to be all Tesla. I'm like, first of all, you can't even buy the car like that. Like, you have to order it. Because I thought about getting a Tesla, and they say you have to order it and it takes like nine months for it to come. I'm like, wow. Cool. I ain't paying that much money at one to time not to not right see now. nothing for nine months. I'm like, oh, that's a different type of money. No, you got to be pushing the BM already, like, oh, I got to push this for nine months. <laughs> I, I'm driving a Jeep right now, but I'm looking at the bench. Hopefully, hopefully. Yo, still my, my man's just a BM driver. I don't know. I don't, like BMs are nice, but his shit too damn low to the ground for me. <laughs> oh, like, oh, yeah, he drives a BM. Oh, you back there pushing? My man is the such calmest person ever. Like I love my man. Literally, he could come out wearing some shit you would not put together. Then when he want to put on a suit, you're like, oh look at this GQ <laughs> Versace looking at. It. Like and then like yo, he'll drive a hoopty Monday through Friday, and then bring out the freshly waxed video yeah. on Saturday. I'm like. Yo, so June, question. Um So how is your sorry sorry, we started off. We just had Stanley, we just lost a legend. We just lost a legend named Stanley. Who I want to get on the Black Panther writing team. So you wrote, so you wrote for this movie, correct? For which one? For this, uh, was Hot Supper? Yeah, yeah. So you wrote for this movie. The, the script was done a while ago before I even got on the team. The script is like almost eight years old. Yeah, yeah. Like the owner of the company, oh, Peter wow. Peter Rochester, wrote the script. Um, because he's he's actually Jamaican born, and he wrote it because um during the time he was working in Miami, because he was he got the script already picked up, and he was wrongfully deported back to Jamaica. Damn. So like he ended up doing some more writing and he lost that film deal. So now like he had the script. The script was decent. And when I was feeding stuff to Netflix, Netflix didn't. I didn't have a manager at the time. I didn't have no agent, no publicist, nothing like that. So I sent them some stuff. They liked it, but it was like there was no background on me for them to actually go forward. Mm-hmm. So when he was talking to them, because when you get a movie, after you get a network to get the movie, Netflix, Hulu, Stars, HBO, like they throw money at a movie to get it after it comes out of movie theaters. Mm-hmm. So. Netflix heard about me and like well he was inquiring about other writers and they happened to give my name and he called me we talked he said I need you to sign non-disclosure because I want to see like see what you, if you can do something with my script mm-hmm. I'm like alright I signed he sent the script I'm like That's amazing. took this part out did this and he expected like six weeks or like maybe longer for me to do I did in like four and a half three weeks <laughs> and took some more stuff out moved it he said I like this and he went and shopped it and he found like a big investor and then he and now I just found out that the film is going to be coming out internationally they just found a, a company that wants it to play in China and I think Dubai so I never knew like really what it takes to actually do it because this is going to be my first actual movie that I get my credits on that's coming out in theaters mm-hmm. and they're going to take the movie after it's cut they're going to redo it with Chinese actors I'm like yo I, like this is different like, that's oh, different like, oh, so, yeah. People don't realize how much uh, we applaud success of a black success, yes. black brother success. Hundred percent. That is amazing. I drink to that. 
Well, well I just, right. I just, I'm, I'm gonna drink He'll drink the, to freaking Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> You drink that, man. I didn't finish drinking. I need, I need. First of all, she drink the water. I got you. Would you like some water? Sure. Yes. Okay. I don't got goodies. Yo. So June, um, when does this, when is this movie estimated? This film estimated to drop? Um, they talk about August of 2019. August 2019. Because I know we're filming in Atlanta, Jamaica, LA, and Miami. Does that mean you're gonna be in all those places? Oh yeah, most definitely. Because like I'm also doing um, still photography for the film as well, but also sometimes the writers are required to be on set, and sometimes the director might see something. Oh yeah, the director they said it. Uh, I didn't see the actual contracts, but from what the owners tell me, Tim Burton is actually directing. Okay. So the one oh, day like awesome. Corpse Bride, Edward Scissorhands, like I'm, I never see him do a black film, but like to be honest, yeah, that's he does. It'd be something different for him, but I don't see him not being able to pull it off. But it's, um, it's coming out with Dumbo too. Yeah, Dumbo is crazy. They're doing a lot of stuff. This is my so you got you got a um so you we just lost Stanley and he had a signature in every movie where he kind of like had a, a little a, yeah a little cameo. Appearance. <laughs> like, what would you do to make your like a signature for like to people to know like yo this is this is a this is a June Moore movie right here. Um, to be honest, I think maybe Uncle June. That's like a whole nother, but that, that brought me a Yo, yo, talk, 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 Yo, I was on your Instagram, bro. I just dumped on you, yo. Dude had a great, yo. I saw that. I had to go, you know how far I had to scroll down to see you with a regular black beard, bro? I was like, yo, how? When I seen that, I was like, I was like, this nigga Junior's kind of old. I was like, like, 45 plus with a, with a, with a gray beard, want to be a rose above What the hell? Uncle June's a lay. Like, Uncle June's basically my father, my Uncle Dennis put together, and also my Uncle Roland. It, they was like fast talkers, smooth, loud, arrogant assholes. But mm-hmm. Basically, they'll make you laugh at shit that you really shouldn't laugh at. <laughs> like, like they'll like my uncle and my my dad, my uncle dance, my dad. They'll be at a funeral, and sometimes they'll be sitting in the back because they don't want no one to hear what they'll say. Like they say, "Oh, look at this raggedy bitch boy." <laughs> like, like, like you'll see someone fall out. Like, oh, I love them. It's too soon, but it'd be the chick that said, "I wish you died." Yeah. Like, before, yeah. like. They'll like they'll they do stuff that literally only my family will understand, mm. and I have so much footage of them doing stuff. So literally, I take that and I do it in music videos I've directed just as like to give it an extra little bit of laughter yeah. to it. If if I get like an actual good movie contract, I think I would bring Uncle June or just do some Uncle June esque type things in the film. That, that's a that's a they'll, they'll laugh, that's man. a Black Medea moment. Like <laughs> to be honest, be I, I would love. I actually sent uh, what you call. It? I had one of my friends that knows um, some of the writers at Tyler Perry Studios. I sent a clip from a music video to them. And to be honest, I think Uncle June would be perfect to be Joe's little brother. Oh yes, like I think that's, that, that's, that's Medea's brother, right? Is that, is that yeah, Medea's yeah, Medea. brother Joe? So yeah, I'm like, yeah. I think that would be like he'd be a little brother, so like or his younger brother. Yeah, I yeah. think I could pull that off. But the makeup I used was pretty decent, but what they'll do probably maybe look ten times different. Because all it is is like they put like latex and put mm-hmm. give me wrinkles, and it was my beard. They like yeah. I clipped on no beard, and they just spray dyed on my hair gray. So you used to play boy, you might as well get on that Uncle Drew movie. My manager know I can shoot. That's part two. Do you have um do you have like a, a favorite movie or a favorite genre? Yes. Um I have this several favorite movies I have like um oh. one of my favorite um sequence type movies was Deja Vu with Denzel. Like they shot oh, that movie really like cool. they shot the yeah, movie man. twice with two different cameras and they chopped it up for you to see the same thing in different ways. I like the type of movie that you have to follow to understand. Um I like the bodyguard with Whitney Houston. Um, what else? Give us, give me your top three movies and your top three um, sh- TV shows right now. Top three movies. I like Jason's Lyric, 
Ooh. I liked um. Jason Lyric did great Like the thing about it I also I have also music I have on my brand as well But one thing about Jason Lyric The soundtrack grows more Than the movie That's why I really Kind of overshot Because the company That put it out I think it had I think Motown put Motown, it out yeah. mm-hmm. But they focus Like they focus on more Of the music Than the actual content The content was actually Great this time But they promoted The actual album More than they did The content of the movie mm-hmm. um, What's my second and third? My second and third, I think, would be. What do you rate? What do you rate? I'm sorry, I'm, okay, what I'm do you, come back to that. No, nah, what, what do you what do you rate the wire versus power? The wire versus Ooh. power. Um, I think the wire was more original to the street, like how the streets really are. Like it was more like a raw, edgy type of look, mm-hmm. and power kind of showed. The payoff. I, like to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if they took the riders from Wire and say like this is like the hot the highlight of where Wire would have left off to the fact like okay we got the money we got the bag so now like it kind of shows like the more money more problems aspect mm-hmm. yeah so like the Wire like the Wire was good like to be honest one of my favorite shows if I out of that I'll take both those out was Oz. Oz was good. Oz was dope. That's a TBT. That, 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 that was, and to be honest, Oz basically put a lot of the actors that we see in most things now and put them on. Like you never like because Oz literally had a platform for a lot of actors okay, and yeah. startup. Like you had Rick Fox he, when he f- first retired from the Lakers, he was on there. Uh-huh. The guy with the dress from Best Man Hollywood. Best Man Hollywood. Yeah. They had um, that wheelchair. Yeah. yeah in the wheelchair. They had the guy That's from Blood that. and Bones to play the villain. He was on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a lot. Like literally, I like old school content because sometimes back then before CGI, you actually. She had to know how to write because yeah. a lot of stuff be so added in with camera, camera tricks and everything. The content's really not as there as there as much. I think it'd be watered down. It'd be because like basically they use computers to cop the, the the computers to take over what you're doing. Mm. So where did you learn how to write? Like, did you go to school for it? Is something you just learned on your own? I went like, to school. My major was psychology, so I like I well not major. Like my because I didn't finish college. Yonkers Elementary. I went to college for I graduated 2012 I went to college in Florida uh, at, in Florida Tallahassee Community College for like a year and I like my favorite class was English and Psychology and I had high degrees in Psychology and then I went to transfer to Florida State. I got in Money got tight at home, so I said I had a choice. I can still go to college and have my mom say, like, "Oh, the light might be off this week or something." So I left school and got a job, but. My top class were English and psychology. I like to think how people like interpret how people think and react, and then my writing. So I took those and put it together. I'm like, okay, how can I make this entertaining? So like, it's most so you're self-taught. Like yeah, as self-taught. far as like writing like screen. I would buy scripts though. Like if I had extra money, I'll go on Amazon. I bought like the Friday script. I bought the life script because I, I looked at my like, okay because sometimes with people you can't write for certain people so like the script life with Eddie Murphy Marlon's Brandon mm-hmm. Mac the script was maybe like this little because the whole thing was improv like they'll have and it's kind of showing me how to write for people that are not actors because sometimes if you do a movie you might have a person that might be their first movie or you might have someone that might be experienced kind of like um the bodyguard if you look at the bodyguard half of those scenes were improv of Whitney Houston they told her what was happening. And he said, okay, how would you react to this? Now, Kevin Costner, he can read something and interpret it to make it look theatrical. So I kind of mix it together. So, like, if I do a music treatment, if I do, like, a... Because um, I, I got approached to do a, um, what was it, a web series, and no one knew actually knew how to actually act. 
but everyone like, oh, like this is a gangster web series. I watch Power. I'm like, okay, you're not a gangster, so how do you know how to really? <laughs> do it? So I'll write something in a way that will show you how to react. Yeah. So okay. now it's like it'll look more natural. Someone you can tell someone can read something and then read it back. Like, okay, they don't sound articulate. But before before we wrap up, who's who's your what director and what actor would you want to work with? Um, like your dream acting director to work with. I think it'll either be um, Tarantino or Scorsese. Mm-hmm. And also, um, the director from Black Panther, it was um, Coogler. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the actor I want to work with, to be honest, Kevin Costner. Michael Den- B. Jordan, how many suits right now? Michael B. Jordan is dope. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is dope. I think, I, I think it'll probably be Kevin Costner, Denzel, or. Legends, legends. Um, to be honest, I, I have something in the tank that Tiffany Hash would even buy. Right. Like, just to switch it up from series to series to a little bit of comedy. What? T- Tiffany Haddish is. She gonna come up. She got that movie on too. Gonna come up for real, for real. Wait, so one more question before we get into like these other segments. Um, are you interested in like plays? Like doing a play? I can do a play. I just hate writing dialogue sometimes. Like sometimes I'll write a whole movie from beginning to end, like how it will go. The dialogue is really where it, where it gets like where it gets me aggravated. But I think I can do a play. I can come up with something that's interesting. I'll probably do something more about. I would love to do a play about um, the Me Too movement. Okay. I think that's something. Like actually, I was writing something like a script, but I was like, I think it might be it'll come across better possibly as a play. But it is something like that I'm working on on the low. But I think it might be a good don't, play. Don't get Philly into the Me Too movement. She go for another hour. <laughs> Yo, Philly, what's going on in the gallery? Tell you about what's going on in the gallery for... All right, so I was talking to Julie, and I took some notes because I feel like every other... I, um, <laughs> I did, because I'm like, yo, I'm tired of telling y'all that it's only children workshop and open mic when we do a lot more stuff here. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a lot more... Um, we have board members that do amazing things. So... Uh, Katori Walker and Evan Bishop, um, they've been doing a lot of like body art. They have, 320. Yes, three twenty body art. Yep. We had them on mm. Rose Above It podcast. Um, so they've been really tackling like um, the community art in Yonkers. Uh, as art has been taken out of our schools and stuff like that. So they've really been like prominent in our community, helping us to bring art to communities um, that don't see art. And as well as, you know, when you're from Yonkers, you know that there's a separation between East Yonkers, Central Ave on that side, north, to, like, south, north, south, south Yonkers, south, yeah, north side, south side, east, west, like we have all these separations. Mm-hmm. And this new project that they're working on, Yes Yonkers, is about bringing Yonkers together through art and me personally, like, that hits me, like, it hits home because, um, as most of y'all know, like, I grew up in this gallery. And for, like, my whole life, I've been wanting this gallery to be a community gallery. And I feel like these board members uh, really, like, have the same vision as me. So I want to shout them out. Um, they've been doing a lot of work with their creation stations. So they've been working with Sarlons College and, and um, institutions like that to be able to create these palettes um, to then have art from the south side of Yonkers be in the north side. So they're just so that way it forces people to move around to be able to see these um, these works of art, which is amazing. So shout out to you guys, amazing board members, and their project is Yes Yonkers, and you can find it like on Instagram. Um, like I tell y'all every week, Children Workshop. I'm the uh, Children Workshop coordinator, so come on every Saturday from 10 to 12. The open mic here is every last Friday of the month at seven. 
uh, I think like 7 to 10. Um, we just have a new gallery opening for those of you guys that's like, oh, you know, I walk by, I don't know there's a gallery in Yonkers. Well, there's actually three galleries in downtown Yonkers now. Okay. So we got Blue Door here, which we are like, we're the OGs. And then you have Urban Studio around the corner. We like Smack URL. We the originators. We right? are. We originators. We Out here having <laughs> legacies. We got Urban Studio around the corner on uh, Main Street, and we just had an opening. It was actually last sat this Saturday that just passed is the opening for Walburton Gallery. It's where PC4 was, mm -hmm. like that public space. Yeah. So tell me how I went on Sunday, all dressed up, about hey, to okay. pop out. Because you know I don't go okay. nowhere. My single mama life, like I don't go nowhere. So when I go out, I pop Love out. Life. Okay. No life. life. <laughs> so okay. I popped out on Sunday. <laughs> Oh, you said that. I didn't even say that. I'll take it. I heard you. So I pop out on Sunday and I'm like, yo, Henry, where y'all at? And he's like, Philly, it was on Saturday. So I missed the whole thing, but they're having another um, opening reception this Saturday. Um, at Walburton Gallery, so I'm gonna be out there, and okay. it's it's a, my baby free weekend this weekend, so you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know that weekend. I've been trying to popping out the whole weekend. Um, so I'm gonna be out there. Uh, so congratulations to the Walburton Gallery. Congratulations to Henry Burgos, who was able to be showcased in that gallery. Um, there's supposed to be a lot of amazing artists there. One of the artists that's there designed the flyer for Obama, the Hope. Okay. Like with the colors, yeah, and he dope. designs for Obey. Oh, so his stuff is in that gallery. So, um, if y'all have time, that gallery I think is going to be open a lot more often than these two galleries here. Um, so I'm encourage you guys to check that out. Um, the show that's happening right now is one of my favorite shows. We've never had a show like this. It's called A Kind of Blue. So the theme was just blue. Um, anything that makes you feel blue. Blues like the jazz music. Um, blue like the color. Uh, anything that's blue, whatever. So um, this show is really awesome. The Prodigy. Uh -huh. And, uh, okay, so the next show that's coming up is Winterfest. And um, one of the things that we do here in Blue Door is every time we have a new show, we have um, an opening reception, which is really dope because we have, like, wine and cheese and Ooh. you get to meet the artists. Yes. <laughs> and grapes. So come out to um, our opening reception. Word. Um, check out the website. And... I am currently working on my winter schedule for children workshops. So if there's anyone that's watching that wants to be an instructor, um, to be able to teach a children's workshop, please um, reach out to the website or hit me up, Felicia at YonkersBlueDoorArtCenter.org. Um, I need some instructors that's comfortable teaching children. And Goddamn. Shit, long-ass announcements. I mean, like, hey. Like, that's like the children I'm like, I got to, like, sisters. represent Blue Door. <laughs> Thank you so much. Shout out to Julie. The South Savage. Come check us out. Thanks for moving to add. Yo, you know, last, last, <laughs> last question before we end. Um, what's the toughest thing you rose above, man? Mm, toughest thing? Um, I think just basically... Pulling off what people thought I really couldn't have. Mm -hmm. So one thing I'll say, I haven't said in the interview, is um, publicly, this film that I signed to do, 
I got signed to do the trilogy because the mm-hmm. film got picked up for two more films. So basically, made me the youngest of Hollywood to get a trilogy deal first time out the gate. Congratulations! So like, I think that kind of solidified like people. A lot of people counted me out, family members, everything like that. So I think actually pulling off what I wanted to do in life, I think that's basically the obstacles like defying the odds. Bro, thank okay, you for it. coming to check Thanks out. Having me, Rose above. Right, Let me tell you something, man. This is another episode, another great episode done. I'm going to tell y'all, we wrapping it up. Thank y'all for tuning in. Rose above it, man. Later. Later. We out of here. Oh, that was so good. That was so funny. I didn't even say it's crazy. I didn't get crazy. I thought I was. <laughs>